Hi, this is Caroline. I am super excited by a new feature that I have available for you. If you go to my show notes, you'll see a link that says, I would love to hear from you. Text message me here. Yes, you can now text message me. So if you have any thoughts about an episode, if you've got ideas for an episode, if you'd just like to connect and say hi, then click on that link. I'd love to hear from you. Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, KonMari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies, chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. Welcome back if you've already listened to one of my podcasts and hello and welcome if you're new today. I have been blown away by the positive response to my first three podcast episodes. I've had messages from all over the world congratulating me and it's been great to hear that people have especially enjoyed listening to the episodes while doing their household chores. This is exactly what I hoped would happen, that I would become an accompaniment to some otherwise mundane jobs, hopefully bringing a bit of distraction and motivation. I heard from one listener from the States who said, I just finished the third episode and I love it. You did such a great job. Your voice is so calm. You're really easy to listen to. It's entertaining while I'm doing something else. I was ironing and putting away my laundry and that kind of stuff. Yay, great job. I love it. Well, I don't think it gets much better than that. My kids are just coming to the end of the first week of a two-week school break. It's been lovely not having to be out of the house by a certain time in the morning and not having all the regular extra activities to get the children to. We have been enjoying slower mornings, late breakfasts and late nights and yesterday we got to help my eldest daughter Amelia celebrate her 15th birthday. Her best friend who she's known since she was two was also here so that was rather special. The last two birthdays with the pandemic restrictions were somewhat different. I know we all say it, but where did that time go? It's like yesterday that we brought her home from the hospital. And tomorrow marks another milestone. Amelia and my other daughter, Rebecca, will be flying on their own for the first time to the UK to stay with my sister. It won't be the first time they've been away on their own, but it will be the first time they've left the country and the first time I haven't had to pack for the whole family. In fact, the first time I haven't had to pack at all. It's so great now they're old enough to organise themselves. My sister recalled last week to request that they bring as little luggage as possible as she doesn't have much space in her car. I overheard Rebecca saying to her that it's not a problem as mummy is great at packing small. It's certainly something that I've got better at. Over the years, I've been lucky enough to go on many holidays and weekends away with my best friend Cathy. Despite what she says, Cathy is organised and when it comes to packing, she puts me to shame. I remember the last time I flew to the UK to meet her for a long weekend and she took one look at my large suitcase and asked me how long I was staying for. 
she always has one of those small suitcases that fits in the overhead lockers. I must admit, I find it hard to decide what to take with me and often end up taking too much. And I always like to leave room for all the shopping I'm going to do while I'm away. So I think it's better to take a bigger suitcase. Wouldn't you agree? About 20 years ago, oh, I can't believe it's that long, we went away for 10 days together with her family and on that holiday she taught me the art of rolling your clothes so they take up less space in the suitcase and also don't end up creased. Since then, I've progressed to the Marie Kondo folding method and I have to say, I think it works even better. We're meeting up together in Brussels in July and I think this time I will have a thing or two to teach her about packing her suitcase although I'm still taking a big one because otherwise I can't go shopping while I'm there. So all this talk of travelling got me thinking this would be a great topic for this episode. I know so many of my friends who get super stressed at the thought of packing for a holiday. I used to absolutely hate it, to the point that I actually wondered if it was even worth going away for all the stress it caused me. First, you have to make sure everyone's clothes are washed, dried, sorted and folded ready to be packed. Then you have to think about all the other things that need to be taken. Passports, travel documents, food, swimming things, games, books, whatever entertainment your children need for the age they are at, phone chargers, device chargers, potentially adapter plugs depending on which country you're going to, medical surprise, medication if people are using it, plasters, bandages, travel insurance, sand toys, sun hats, sunglasses and the list goes on. And then there's the list of things you have to think about at home before you leave. Maybe you're one of those people that likes to make sure everything is clean before you go. The plants are watered. You've arranged for a neighbour to come in and feed the cat or take in the post. And then reality hits, usually too late for it not to become stressful. That the neighbour is going to be coming into the house while we're not here, so it has to be really tidied up. It's exhausting. From when my kids were very little, I've always had a list on my laptop that I print out and go through and cross things off as they get done or got packed. As we are leaving the house, it should be that everything is crossed off. That way, I know I haven't forgotten anything. But I have to start about a week in advance gathering things together, and inevitably things I think I have got ready get moved by other members of the family, because they suddenly decide they need to use them. And I discover that although they are crossed off my list, they are actually no longer where I think they are. So infuriating. One thing that I love about the kids getting older is that you need less stuff. Gone are the days of needing to take toys and nappies and bottles and all the other things that the little people require. Every year my printable list gets shorter. If you're still at this stage, stay strong. It will improve. After a few years of having had kids, and I'm going through this every time we went on holiday or went to visit family in the UK, I had to have a serious word with my husband Ralph. He would often comment on how stressed I seem by everything and that I should calm down. So I decided to point out to him that when he's only having to worry about packing his own things, it's no wonder he's not feeling stressed by the whole process. I told him that if we were going on a family holiday, I didn't really see why it was only my responsibility to make sure we had everything packed we needed. Since that day, he has been amazing at taking control of some of the things on the list. Admittedly, he will have to ask me what needs doing, but then I know I can forget about the list item and leave it for him to organise. I realised that a lot of my frustration and stress about getting ready to go on holiday was actually because I was resenting that it was all down to me. Now that we have a division of labour, I'm much calmer about everything. And what's even better is that now my girls aged 13 and since yesterday 15 do all their own packing, 
I have less packing to worry about. Heaven. So what can we all do to make the whole process of getting ready to go on holiday a calmer and more enjoyable experience? Let's start with passports. In my first episode, I mentioned that one year I spent a week looking for the family's passports. This was in the years before the KonMari method had hit our home. I knew I'd put them in a safe place. The problem was I couldn't remember where that was. And as I had numerous places where documents and papers could be kept, the chances of finding them were very slim. The relief when I found them was immense, but that was nothing compared to the stress of trying to find them. These days, all important documents and papers are filed and sorted in one place, so I know exactly where the passports are. It's also worth checking that passports are still in date. A very good friend of mine fell foul of this one last week. You do not want to find out the night before you travel that one of your children's passports had actually expired. If that's not anxiety-inducing, I don't know what is. Another KonMari consultant who's become a very good friend of mine has admitted to me that in her life prior to KonMari, she actually missed her own sister's wedding because she couldn't find the passports in time to travel. I can't even begin to imagine how that felt. The next thing is travel documents. These days we are lucky that most things are accessible on our phone, so just don't forget your phone and its charger. But if you're like me and like to have a piece of paper in your hand, make sure you've printed out everything you need and have them together with your passports in your bag so that you've got everything together. After that, apart from medication, let's be honest, most other things can be purchased at your point of arrival. It's not the end of the world if you've forgotten the toothbrushes or the shower gel or all the swimming towels, but it does make life easier if you don't have to go shopping as soon as you get to your destination. You have better things to do when you're on holiday. One of my children has to take medication every morning and every evening, as does the dog come to think of it. So it's worth making sure, at least a week in advance, that you have enough tablets to last you for the time you're away. And I always take a few extra days with me, just in case we get delayed while travelling home. These are one of the first things I pack, so I can be sure they won't be forgotten. It would be so stressful to arrive on holiday only to have to try and sort out medication, potentially in a foreign language, and especially when it's something that must be taken daily. On to things that it wouldn't be the end of the world if we forgot, but most of us always get wrong. How many times have you packed the suitcase with all the clothes you thought you would need, only to come home and find you've only used about 20% of them? Sometimes, especially in climates like the UK, it's hard to know what you're actually going to need. If it ends up being hot, you need short sleeve t-shirts, but it could just as easily be cold and raining and then you need a jumper and a raincoat and long trousers and long sleeve shirts. I get round this by only taking short sleeve t-shirts for everyone and everyone has a hoodie or a fleece they can put over the top if they do get cold. Then I take two pairs of shorts, two pairs of jeans and that's it. Maybe a dress for me and the girls in case we go out somewhere nice. With five of us travelling, we've got really good at taking one pair of footwear that will match everything. Luckily these days, it's okay to wear trainers with a dress. Or at least that's my theory and I'm sticking to it. And a pair of flip-flops for everyone. They don't take up much room. And we all have our very comfy clothes for travelling in. When we drive from Germany to the UK, it takes around 12 hours. So just wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt is perfect. Think about what clothes spark the most joy for you. Obviously, they all will if you've completed the KonMari method, but as you are on holiday, you want to make sure that the clothes you have with you are the ones you feel really great in, 
that make you feel happy when you're wearing them and are really comfortable. Also, perhaps the ones you don't get round to wearing that often because there's never the right situation. And I have also learned it is really important to have a spare change of clothes easily accessible in the eventuality that someone vomits all over themselves, or you for that matter. This has happened to me on numerous occasions, and I learned the hard way that I needed to have a change of clothes with me. My biggest life lesson occurred when one of my children was a very tiny baby. I'd taken the tram into our nearest city of Heidelberg with Ralph's aunt to go to a lovely cafe for afternoon tea. It was really hot that day, around 38 degrees, and I was wearing some very thin trousers and a t-shirt. A white t-shirt. After we'd finished eating our lovely cake, I decided that my newborn probably needed a nappy change. So I took them down to the changing table in the ladies' toilets, and as I took off their nappy, they projectile pooed all over me. I was so shocked that I didn't react, and it just kept coming. My whole t-shirt was covered, as was the surrounding area. I was mortified. Of course, the first thing I had to do was put a new nappy on my naked baby and get them dressed, but then I was left wondering how I was going to clean me up while holding them. A couple of kind ladies who were also in the toilets helped me by holding my baby whilst I tried to wipe the mess off the front of my t-shirt and off the floor and off the nearby sinks. My white t-shirt was no longer white and it absolutely stank and I will never forget the looks I got from the poor people sitting near me on the tram going home. The smell must have been horrendous. Since that day, while I still had nappy age kids, or were going to be in situations where they might vomit, long car journeys, I have always made sure to have a spare change of clothes for them and a clean t-shirt for me. It has saved us on many occasions. I find food a difficult one when packing to go on holiday. There is the part of me that feels we need to be prepared and have food with us that the children would like to eat if we're not at home. I have one child who is incredibly fussy and has a food phobia, for example, pasta and tomato sauce. But then there's the other part of me that feels that I spend the rest of the year thinking about meals, planning them, shopping for the food and cooking them. And that for me, being on holiday means I don't have to do that. Otherwise, how is it different from any other day? Obviously, for five of us to go out for every meal would be completely extortionate. So we came to the compromise a few years ago that we would eat out every other day if we were away and any meals prepared at home would be easy and simple and quick, like pasta and tomato sauce. We nearly always go to self-catering accommodation and one of my stipulations is that there has to be a dishwasher. I am not prepared to spend my holiday washing up. Unless your holiday is taking you to the far corners of the earth where there is not a supermarket, then there really isn't any need to take too much with you, just enough to get you through the first 24 hours, and after that you can see how the mood takes you. The rest of the year is so planned out and full of routine that I would relish the opportunity for everything to be spontaneous and unplanned for the two weeks we are away. Unfortunately, much as I would love this to be the case, with our youngest being on the autism spectrum, we have to maintain a certain amount of routine to keep them happy as it's stressful enough for them being away from home. But I think we've managed to find a balance that means everyone feels like they've got a holiday. Perhaps more importantly than packing food for the final destination is packing food for the journey. The last thing you need is family members being hungry and grumpy. Keeping lots of snacks available is super important but also be aware of what you're providing. 
The last thing you need is a car full of hyper kids because they've had too much sugar. Or as we've had, vomiting all over the place because they've been fed too many gummy bears by a well-meaning grandparent before we set off from their house. Any food you buy on a journey is likely to be expensive at the airport or at service stations. So taking food with you not only makes life easier, but can save you an awful lot of money. And in the case of children, you at least know you have something with you that they will be happy to eat and you can include some healthy snack options. These days, the tendency is to try to distract children when they are bored or restless with electronic devices. But I've found going on holiday is a really good opportunity to introduce something new, as the situation itself is new and different. My kids used to love stickers at the airport when they were little. I used to take some packs of stickers and a few sheets of plain A4 paper, and they would be happy for ages taking the stickers off and putting them on the paper or the activity books that come with a wipeable marker so they can colour in or follow the lines or answer the questions and it can all be rubbed out and they can do it again later. Games like I Spy are always fun as there's so much to look at that they don't normally see and if you were at the airport, just standing watching the planes take off is distraction enough for most kids. Listening books are also a really good idea. Now that our children are older, we find that they are happy to play board games together for hours when we're on holiday which when they are at home isn't the case. So we always make sure to take some games with us these days. We had one holiday in Croatia where it was hard to get them out to the beach because they were always in the middle of playing a game of Monopoly. However it is that you get ready for holiday or travel, the most important thing is that it is organised so that there are no last minute surprises or panics and you can go away on holiday not feeling overwhelmed and stressed. This way, you won't need to spend the first week of the holiday recovering from the holiday preparation. If you are a list person like me, having a definitive list that you can use for every trip saves so much time. I've put together a free PDF that you can download at my website on my podcast page under this episode. You can always adapt it for your family situation and I hope that you find it useful in relieving some of the overwhelm that you feel when getting ready for travelling. As with anything, it helps not to leave the packing until the last minute. This is easier said than done when you're working up until the day before you need to leave, or it's been the end of school term with so many extra appointments and celebrations. It's at these times that we meet ourselves coming round the next corner, and finding time to pack is near impossible. But if you apply my trick from episode 2 of spending 10 minutes each day tidying to your packing, you will find yourself feeling much more organised. If we are honest with ourselves, we can all create 10 free minutes in the day if we just put down our devices and don't get sucked into the rabbit hole that is social media. If you aim for the two weeks before a holiday to spend 10 minutes each day gathering together or completing things on your list, then you will feel much calmer, more organised and prepared. I am well aware that a lot of people's anxieties around getting ready for a holiday has perhaps other roots. Maybe you're the sort of person who worries about the travel plans all going wrong, or worries about missing the plane, or what if you arrive at the accommodation and it's not what you were expecting, or it's really dirty, or the location is completely disappointing, or if the neighbour will even remember to feed the cat. All of these things are out of your control. The one thing that is under your control is how stressful or difficult even packing to go away is, so if you could improve this situation it could help you feel calmer about the other points of your anxiety. The thing I love most about being a KonMari consultant is that every client I work with is different 
every single person that I've had the privilege to help has found something different difficult to everyone else I've ever worked with. This means we have to work together to try and find out which solution is going to work best for them to help them feel more organised and for them to be able to maintain the new systems that we put in place. This might mean that you have listened to this episode and think that nothing I said resonates with you and you can't imagine any of the strategies I have mentioned working for you. If that's the case, I think you should celebrate. It means that either you do already understand how you tick or if you are sitting there thinking she doesn't know what she's talking about, I would say you've just learned something amazing about yourself and that is that these are not the right strategies for you. If that's the case, I would love to hear from you. It would be great to do a future episode where we discuss other strategies because there is always a different way of doing things and other people might benefit from your insight. Send me an email or a direct message through Instagram. Each week I'm bringing you a quote from a woman who seems on social media to have everything organised. I asked Wynne Larson of at Wynne Love Larson what her top tips are for feeling organised when travelling with children. As a busy professional makeup artist and mum to three young children who regularly blogs about their travels, she seemed like the perfect person to ask. This is what she told me. Travelling with kids is not as difficult as it sounds. It's not as relaxed as travelling alone, but it's not that bad either. I've got three kids aged 11, 9 and 2. Some tips I'd say that have worked for me is that I make sure that I share with them what the plans are for travelling from packing, getting ready, going to the airport. I make sure they are involved and give them some responsibilities. With the little one, I make sure I make a list of everything I have, pack some activities she loves doing like drawing or anything that excites her. With kids, I make sure I am present as much as I can as most of the time all they really need is just pure attention. I love her final point about making sure to be present. This is something that can often be forgotten in the stress of the moment, but for your children it can make the difference between a calm and fun or stressful experience. You can follow Win on Instagram at winlovelarson. So by the time this episode airs, my girls will hopefully have their suitcases packed, their passports and travel documents in an easy-to-reach place, and healthy snacks packed ready for the journey. I will have to let you know how that first unaccompanied flight went. I would imagine I'm going to be more nervous than they will be. While they are away, we're going to have some excitement of our own, as on Monday morning, our lovely dog Whiskey is having an operation. We're going to have to keep her as still as possible for the first one to two weeks, so I will be getting everything organised to make sure things stay as calm as possible for her while she's recovering. It might even mean making up a bed on the sofa so I can sleep next to her. As next week my whole focus will be on her, I thought it would be fun to do an episode about organising for your four-legged friends, of which we have five. So join me next time for all things furry, but I promise you that it will still be entertaining and informative even if you don't have pets. Until then, if you have any travels planned, I hope you feel organised. If you have enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organising tips next time, but if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor on Facebook at Caroline Organizer. Thanks for listening and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find
find your clutter-free ever after.